17 weeks have come and gone as we prepare for the regular season finale of Vikings football this week as the team in purple travels to the Windy City looking for a win over the Chicago Bears. Happy Friday and welcome to the Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Gabe Henderson. I am alongside Vikings.com's Tatum Everett as well as producer Eric Davidson. And today's show is brought to you courtesy of Pepsi. Bears week is um, honestly always my favorite week simply because I tell them I know exactly who's going to be our guest on the show. Um, it's ESPN's Courtney Cronin. In my opinion, I feel like she goes from being an ESPN reporter to her old Vikings days as a Vikings reporter this week simply because of all of the requests. But I'm so happy to have her on. Yeah, and I feel like also she fills in so much during the holidays around yeah. e- uh, on the ESPN campus and on so many shows. She knows so much more than just the Bears and, yeah. and has a pulse on the entire league and is doing wonderful things since leaving Minnesota and going back to her hometown of Chicago. So I'm excited to have to uh, to talk to her in a little bit. Um, she calls the Windy City home, but I think it's going to be a Windy City for Minnesota Vikings this week. Did. I heard you say it and it kind of popped in my mind. Hey, I had no plans of it. A, a win would be best case scenario, which I want to talk to Courtney about. But a, a lot of Vikings fans think a win is not best case scenario for this team. I guess the, the three seed means you play the New York Giants in a couple of weeks, but uh, I'm sure Kevin O'Connell does not want to win. But for you, my question is, you've been a part of every single game this year, like myself, like Eric Davidson, who's uh, in the studio here in Egan with us. How, how would you, I mean, because we've been asking so many different players, so many different analysts, but I've never heard your opinion. How would you describe this Viking season up to this point? I think this season has been exciting. As pedestrian as that sounds, you're in the games, they're always exciting. For the most part, yeah. I can think of three that were not exciting, um, <laughs> but for the but 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 the odds are in our are in our favor. Yeah. I feel like it's a great way to understand this coaching staff and what they hope to do for years to come. I still don't think we a hundred percent know this team's in and out and what their potential is. Yeah, and so for me, it is kind of exciting because I feel like. At 12 and four, they've really only scratched the surface about what this staff wants to do, hopes to do. And um, as they learn and grow themselves, being, you know, a first time head coach and Kevin O'Connell, a first time general manager and Quasi Adolfo Mensa. So, yeah, I would say exciting as, again, pedestrian as that sounds. That's uh, that's fair because it has been exciting and there's been so many different moments that you can pull from and say, man, like this game felt so great. Um, And the fact that we've won 12 games, winning cures everything, uh, makes our job easy. Uh, But the word I will probably use is historically magical. Oh, okay. Well, that's Um, two words. Yeah, but it's a run-on sentence. I put the, the, is the there y, a hyphen the, in between? No, the Y and the M are just pushed together. Oh, okay. Historically magical. Historically magical. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just from all the... I, I guess I would just use historic, um, but it's been magical. Uh, but, th- hey, you can have to... This is this is your show. This is, this is, this the is Minnesota our Vikings show. Podcast. You can do whatever you want. But historic, I mean, you've got two historic wins, Buffalo Bills, and then you have the largest comeback against the Indianapolis Colts. But just some of those magical walk-offs by Greg Joseph, um, some of these magical moments. Um, magic, I, like I, I really still haven't really put a, a, my finger on how to describe this team, which is, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing at, at week we're 17. We're going to find out, are we? Or week 18, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to find out this upcoming Sunday. But still, um, 
This has been the the most fun I've had covering a team since I've been working in the NFL. We talked about that on the Audible uh, a couple of weeks ago. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how how this shakes out, but also looking forward to seeing um, what Courtney Cronin's thoughts on this Vikings team will be because, I mean, she's covered this team for so long. And, I mean, I'm sure when you got this job with the Vikings a couple of years ago, you were still following the, the, the Tennessee Titans. It's, it's just like by default that you – Still have a love. Nah, and they were s- easy to forget. <laughs> also wasn't in-house. You know, I was a media member. Yep. Yeah, kind of like what Courtney does. Yeah, yep. I, nah. I mean, I was... No, I forgot okay. about them pretty fast. Okay. They were a fine team, but I mean, okay. they've kind of been a bit crazy since then. And that, that's another thing I think that's just really interesting is that this team has such strong personalities. The players have strong personalities, high-quality leadership, a very tight locker room. It's all these things that, as a media member, it's a privilege to cover. So I think that also really kind of plays into the magical sense of this season. Our our guys that you'll remember forever— you know, that you covered, that you got to know, and that you really didn't have any issues. Because as you can see across the league, there have been several franchises, Titans kind of included, that, you know, they catch the headlines for all the wrong reasons and they have losing streaks. And, you know, so so we, I feel like this this team has been really special for sure. Special for sure. And um, now let's bring in our special guest, Miss Courtney Cronin from ESPN. Courtney, I, I was just asking Tatum, you know, when you when you leave teams and you go to a new team, there's there's somewhat of an affinity from your old team. And she was like, nah, Titans, I don't really miss that team as much. <laughs> but for you covering the Vikings for for over five years and um, the second time this year that you'll be able to see, you know, some familiar faces. How would you describe just this Vikings team or this Vikings season thus far? Yeah, I mean, I think that just being in the NFC North and still covering the division, you, you naturally keep your eye on all the other teams. And to, to have a team like Minnesota where, you know, they're the last five years, saw them get into the playoffs, make an improbable run, miss the playoffs a couple of times. Like you saw the whole gamut and to see what Kevin O'Connell has done this year in his first season as a head coach with, you know, a good portion of the roster that's the same, but some, some important new pieces from uh, that were different than last year. I think it's pretty remarkable. So, I mean, I think when you look at a team that has 12 wins right now, and yeah, there's been some losses along the way that make you scratch your head and, and ones that might foreshadow what happens in the postseason. Who knows? Because Green Bay, Dallas, Philly, those are all teams that they could theoretically meet again. You know, it, it, it's kind of it leads you to believe that this is obviously a very talented team, but the jury's still out. And I think that the Vikings still for like to the overall NFL fan kind of have to prove that they, you know, earn their 12 wins and these one score games that they've been in. Um, we're not a fluke. And I don't think they've been a fluke. I think that this is a very talented roster and the way that it was constructed when, you know, going back to March when the team talked about executing a competitive rebuild, like they did that. And I think what Kirk Cousins has done this season and what Kevin O'Connell has been able to get out of him has been really impressive Um, to watch that from afar, not covering them every day anymore. You can tell like the team has a different feel around it, different aura than the last couple of years, certainly. And it's nice to see that, you know, they didn't have to start all the way over at ground zero, but that there still is room for this team to grow beyond this season. And we'll see where that goes. But right now you have a team primed for 
a deep playoff push. I've said this on national TV, uh, you know, in previous weeks and months. And yeah, there've been some times where you, again, scratch your head at how did that happen against Dallas? And how did that happen on the road at Lambeau Field this past weekend? But you also look at, you know, the moments that have been really exciting and really fun to watch and show you just how talented this team is otherwise. You mentioned building it up from ground zero. I feel like that's something that the Bears front office, who new head coach, new GM this season, much like the Vikings, that was their route this season. And then the Vikings obviously taking a different route and trying to just refill the cupboard a little bit. Um, how, how would you compare the two processes and and obviously the two different, you know, seasons, because obviously there's a lot of parity there. What was it like end of January, right after Kevin O'Connell got hired because it was Quasi first and then O'Connell. And I had a chance to, you know, see two very different rebuilds, kind of keeping my, my eye on Minnesota from afar and then seeing up close what the Bears were doing. And I don't think there's I don't I mean you can look at both approaches and say well one's better than the other because one team's in the postseason and one team's definitely not um but I don't think the Bears were ever in position to do anything along the lines of what Minnesota was was trying to accomplish and execute this year they had a quarterback who was coming off of his rookie season whereas you had Kirk Cousins who's an experienced veteran who had just gotten another contract extension so you start there then, then everything else falls in place beyond that. Like they let 20 plus free agents go uh, last March. That's a total rebuild. When you're sending that many guys out the door to start over, like they were very clear that they were going to rip this thing down to the studs in Chicago and that they were going to execute a long-term rebuild because it wasn't a roster that you can, you know, tweak a few things here and there, retool this position, start over at this position and expect things to be fine. That was never going to be the case. And it just shows you what a true rebuild looks like. That first year can be really ugly. And there have been times, too, that it's not just a lack of talent, so to speak, for the Bears that's showing up. I mean, last week against Detroit was an embarrassing loss for them. The way that they gave up over 500 yards of offense to Detroit. And no slouch, like, you know, Detroit's no slouch, especially at home. They can put up points. But that's also the 32nd pass defense in the NFL, and Justin Fields completed seven passes. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff there that I think shows you in totality how difficult the season has been and how difficult rebuilding seasons typically are. Yeah, that's um, that, that's a really good point, and and just when you when you hear things like that, I mean, the the NFC North I feel like has found their identity as of late. I mean, you see the Packers go on this win streak, the the Lions. The, the grit of the division. When do you think the Bears will hit their future stride? Yeah, I think it's going to be a couple of years. Like, again, you guys will have a front row seat to it this week to see just how talent deficient this Bears team is right now because think about how many injuries they have. Like, we just heard that they're not going to play Justin Fields due to the hip injury. And it's wow. a smart thing to put him on ice for for the rest of the season because you don't get anything out of this game. And they are in position potentially for the number one overall draft pick. And that's not saying that's exactly why they put Justin Fields on. He does have a legit injury, but it helps you. If it's for the best case scenario for your team, you don't play your quarterback. But outside of that, you've got injuries everywhere. Your secondary at the cornerback spot has been depleted by injury. Same at safety. Um, you know, the linebacker spot has been hit recently. So you're going to see a lot of faces that you won't see next year because this is a chance for some young guys to get playing time, but young guys that are probably 
not going to be part of what the Bears are doing going forward. Like the roster turnover from now to next year at this time is going to be pretty significant. Like a rebuild that has been executed like this, a deliberate one that's going to take time. I don't think everybody can just go and expect to be the Cincinnati Bengals and do this worst-to-first, one-year quick-fix thing because that's just not realistic. So you look at this Bears team and you realize that there's going to be a lot of work done this offseason. They've got north of $108 million in cap space. You can, you can put a lot of work in to make this thing better, but it's still going to take time because, yeah, you got draft picks. You got financial, the financial ability to start building your roster – but can you do that? Like, I mean, that's where general managers get, get um, graded the highest. Like, can they actually do with their resources what needs to be done and have those things pan out? So that's, you know, jury's going to still be out, but I think this will be a two to three year process before they're like in true contention for winning the division. Courtney, uh, I got some more questions. Tatum and I both have a couple more questions for you, but um, we want to get to the break and then get back to it. If that's okay. Yeah, that's all good. Don't turn the dial. We'll be right back with more of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Hey Vikings fans right now, you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at us bank stadium, fill it with an ice cold Pepsi and you'll be ready for football watching. is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there's a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. Welcome back to the 12 and 4 edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. Tatum, Everett, and I are still joined by ESPN's Courtney Cronin, who is helping us break down this Vikings versus Bears matchup noon on Sunday at Soldier Field. And um, Courtney, the team in purple, they come into this game with a dozen wins under their belt. Uh, They're already a lock for at least one home game in the NFC playoffs. Best case scenario for this Vikings team is, for me at least, is to win. I know fans might say lose and get the three seed, but best case scenario is at least win and leave Chicago with no injuries. On the opposite end, you were talking about the Bears offseason. What is the best case scenario for the Monsters of Midway this Sunday? Best case is that they lose and that Houston wins because that would give Chicago the number one draft pick where right now they have the number two draft pick. And of course, they're not really in the market for a quarterback, so it's not like Mm. they necessarily need that number one pick. But the leverage you have to trade back to uh, amass more draft capital, future first round picks. For Chicago, losing is the best thing. And I know that that's a weird thing to say, but like, honestly... This is a season they weren't set up to win in the first place. And it's not like they were attempting to lose games, but they weren't constructed to win. So it's kind of this double-edged sword of try to evaluate what you can with the talent that you have, but also the results at the end of the day, like, you know, if you have fewer wins, it's going to help your case in terms of building this roster because you're going to get a better draft pick. But yeah, that's, I mean, it, I don't think it'll be hard for the bears to do that because you know, Nathan Peterman's playing at quarterback. He hasn't started a game since he was with Buffalo, you know, four years ago. The the offensive line is banged up. The receiver group is, you know, questionable at best. I mean, we haven't really seen anybody stick there after Darnell Mooney went down with injury in week 11. There's there's a lot left to, to – the jury's still out on the rest of this team. So, I, I think the position Minnesota's in right now, and I know that Kevin O'Connell said that some starters will play – I would imagine that we'll see the Vikings 
I mean, they can't scoreboard watch because that 49ers game is yeah. until after in the afternoon. But they're going to be in a spot where I imagine they play some starters, but they're not trying to risk it all for a Week 18 game that truly probably won't matter. Because, frankly, I don't think San Francisco's losing to Arizona, and I don't think the two season play, in, if we're talking, like, realistically to the Vikings. It is kind of crazy to think that this game is, is a little bit, as you mentioned, a little bit more meaningless. It's it's always stacked up in the past couple of years where, you know, the Vikings and Bears are playing for something on week 18. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's reflective in this noon start. Hasn't had been a noon start for the Chicago Bears uh, Vikings game since 2015 at Soldier Field. 18. In oh, 2018, was it that game, I want to say, was moved to, I think that one was flexed into 325 because that was the game that the Bears their starters after halftime and the Vikings had to back their way. They had to win that game yep. to go to the postseason and they lost. So it is interesting though, Tatum, you bring that up because yeah. like the Bears and Vikings have been this week 17, week 18 game for a long time. And there've been times where, you know, the Bears have put the Vikings out of the postseason. And then we remember last year, like the game didn't matter for either team. And we kind of had a feeling that both coaching staff we're not going to be around the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot different this year because you, I mean, the bears don't have anything to play for in like in the short term, but Minnesota is already a playoff team. It's just, can you improve your positioning or not? It doesn't feel realistic that they can. And staying healthy, staying healthy for this team is huge. I'm, I'm sure you've been watching. I saw you retweet the injury report. There've been several injuries on the offensive line and, and that stacks up against a bears defense who is it's different looking it's than the, the first Chicago time bears that we knew. From the first time yeah, we played them yeah. with uh, them wheeling and dealing to get that cap space opened, as you mentioned. Um, so I don't really know what to expect from this game, if I'm honest with you, Courtney. I really don't. I just think it'll be ugly. And I think that, <laughs> you know, that's what you expect for a team that's not playing a starting quarterback that yeah. has so many injuries. And to your point of the defense, you know, this defense, hopefully for Chicago's sake, will look different next year because they don't pressure opposing quarterbacks. That's their biggest problem. And, you know, last time that these two teams played, both Robert Quinn and, you know, uh, Roquan Smith were both on this team. You know, a couple of weeks later, they were traded at the deadline. So it's not like they've, I mean, they, were, they weren't great when those two guys were on the team anyways. It's not like anything's fallen off a cliff since then. I think they've just kind of remained status quo, that they're a struggling defense that isn't able to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And that's not, I mean, they've tried to fix it in season by dialing up more blitzes because they're not, it's not a, standard like if they want to get pressure with their standard pass rush that's what they do schematically that's like the philosophy behind this defense but they're going to have to change things in the offseason if they want to buck that trend because you can't put pressure on opposing quarterbacks and, and force them to sit high in the pocket then you're not going to be in a good spot going forward and that's something that the bears have had to learn the hard way this year for sure i, I want to close this thing out with the with the business side of it um kevin warren former viking coo uh he's now the big 10 commissioner um there there was some news as i guess as of last week that he was in the running for the head uh president i guess the ceo job for the chicago bears any any truth to that and if so what does that mean for the Chicago Bears going forward, I guess, with the, the news of trying to build a stadium and the business and, I guess, moving the team to a, to a different city? Yeah, no, there is truth to it. That is valid. Okay. And, you know, the Bears have known about this interview that apparently took place, happened recently, and they've, they've been looking for candidates for this job for a while now. Ted Phillips now officially announced his retirement last September. 
and they've had now nine months um, or you know just under that to, to be able to figure this thing out about who the candidates are going to be. And I think what's appealing about someone like Kevin Warren, who the humongous part of why U.S. Bank Stadium got built to jump through all of that red tape, like that's something that the Bears are currently just in the very beginning stages of. Like if they can, their goal for 20 early quarter of this year, 2023, is to close on the land out at Arlington Park. And if they're able to do that, which we imagine they will, like they're not building a shopping mall out there. They're <laughs> building a stadium. So you have to bring somebody in who knows how to do that. You know, I'm sure that, you know, both Ziggy and Mark Wilf would, would speak very highly of what Kevin Warren's contributions were there to be able to get such an incredible venue in U.S. Bank Stadium erected in, in Minnesota. And that's what that's what the Bears want. I mean, when we've talked with George McCaskey, the chairman of the Bears, just about some of the places they've been recently, whether it was SoFi Stadium last year, they went to Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, um, you know, this year the Bears were in Atlanta. Of course, they were in Minnesota. Like you look around the league and you see, okay, those are things that we might like in a stadium. This would be a good idea to be able to have somebody who can guide that and direct, um, you know, the direction that the team is going. Like that's super important. So I would not be surprised if we hear in a couple of weeks, you know, right when the season wraps up the week, maybe it's next week, maybe it's the week thereafter that they'll have a new team president. It would not at all surprise me. I hope that they decide to dome it as well. I think the conditions for this field are kind of uh, terrible. reputable for not being the greatest. And after watching the Vikings players slip and slide all over Lambeau oh, Field, boy. the 30-degree temperatures chance of snow on Sunday makes me a little nervous for that, especially as, as you saw a couple of offensive linemen go down yep. for us Uh last week um so yeah i'm just there's no question that courtney i'm just hoping for a dome that's all <laughs> well, fortunately, like the one meeting that we had last year that happened like just kind of the initial stages of this is what they want to do to develop the property they didn't really talk much about stadium specifically but they did say that the stadium would be domed it's not going to have a retractable roof which yep. i know bothers some people I'm of the belief football should be played indoors and that you shouldn't have rain delays, weather delays, snow delays, anything like that in 2023. So I am in full support <laughs> along like the lines of what you think, Tatum, about having indoor football. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, the players will love that too with grass uh, instead of our artificial turf surface. Um, I know that's a conversation for another day, but Courtney, uh, looking, forward to, looking forward to connecting with you at Soldier Field on Sunday. Uh, Vikings versus Bears at Soldier Field. Noon kickoff. You can listen to that game right here on the Vikings Radio Network. Courtney, uh, thank you again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. For Tatum Everett, Eric Davis, and Courtney Cronin, my name is Gabe Henderson. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.